Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. Hi, my Busy Mumsies. Hope you're doing great. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming a truly inspiring individual who has transformed her own health journey into a flourishing business. This special guest today is Emma Hollingsworth. I'm ready to dive on in. She's got two books. She lives a vegan lifestyle. I want to know how she's juggling that type of lifestyle with three kids and one on the way. What? She is busy. So let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy Chat. Emma Hollingsworth, welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, So nice to meet you, but also thank you for fitting me in. Three kiddos, one on the way, two books. I mean, you got a lot going on. You are a very, very busy mumsy in 2023. Yeah, I mean, it certainly feels like it. Um, Luckily today, my in-laws have come over, so... um, they're doing the the school pickups and stuff for me. So it's a nice time to sit and sit down and chat. Ah, uh, saved by the in-laws. I love yeah. that. Well, well, for the lis- listeners, I will have to share and I, I will proudly say that our first, our actual first attempt, Emma and I, to meet was um, a, a couple weeks ago during Emma's uh, baby shower. And it wasn't Emma who canceled. It was me. It was me <laughs> because, you know what? I, I wasn't saved by my in-laws. Um, we just had bit of some stuff go down and the nanny wasn't available and therefore it was all hands on deck and I have to say it takes a village right it takes a village to make things kind of run smoothly it really does yeah so I'm so happy that you have the time now so I want to just kind of dive on in and just ask you firstly out the gate as you are a certified health coach what motivated you to become a certified health coach and transition to a vegan lifestyle? Um, so funnily enough, it was all about fertility. Um, so I, um, I had just got married and I was in a really stressful corporate job, which I really hated. And um, I felt really lethargic and just didn't feel my best. And um I wanted to conceive so we just got married and we were we'd planned that you know we'd try for a baby after that and it just wasn't happening um and so I decided that I would take a break and um I left my job and I um started the health coaching course and I was doing that and then at the same time I was thinking you know what in, this needs to start from like the inside I need to cut out the things that I think might be as well as the stress I need to cut out the other stuff that I think might be affecting me 
and I thought that dairy wasn't really doing much for me and I actually suspected that it was probably um, playing wreaking havoc a bit with my cycle. So I cut it out and um, lo and behold, my cycle just normalised as well. Like obviously the stress helped too. I also cut out refined sugar. So I wasn't getting those like big sugar spikes as well. Um, And everything kind of all together really made a difference. And um, the kind of just these little changes, um, yeah, really helped. So a couple of months later, I then was able to- I have to dive in, Emma, I have to jump in and just say this to you. This is so crazy. You're saying this. I woke up this morning and my face is like a pizza. Like <laughs> I am two years old and I have acne. Like I, I'm broken out. And one of my personal training clients, I was telling her about it. And she was like, she was saying, well, how is your cycle? And, and she's just, she's a mom. She's, she's, she's not a health coach. She's not any of that. But she reads up on all of this stuff, exactly what you're saying. And she goes, Ashley, cut out dairy, cut it out and see, go for 10 days and just see if cutting the dairy out is going to help alleviate the stress on your skin. And also I was, I was explaining to her, my cycle has been awful. Like it's just been, and I don't know if that's also you add 42 to the mix, but I'm just wondering what you just said and what she said is like the gold dust of maybe perhaps I should be going down this vegan journey or just, just purely cutting out the dairy to start to see I mean it's so interesting and I did just do that to start so I I didn't I wasn't a big meat eater um or fish like a lot maybe once or twice a week but I didn't cut that out to start with um so at the start it was just dairy um but for me it made a huge difference and I I think it depends on the person because some people and this is what I learned when I was doing the health coaching course is that everyone is different and so some people um some people might cut out dairy and it'd be amazing for them. Another person might cut out dairy and it might make them sick. So everyone can tolerate different things. And um, so not, there's no kind of one size fits all. And it's very much just finding what works for you individually. Um, But for me, it kind of made sense. Like, um, you know, you're drinking milk that essentially has the hormones in it that mums make for baby cows. So, you know, if you're someone like me who is clearly sensitive to that kind of thing, those hormones are going to interrupt your own hormones. And, you know, that might not be the case for everyone, but I think for a lot of people it is. I I, I think that today is the wake up call for me from this <laughs> morning's personal training session to now having a busy mumsy chat with you. I'm actually, I, I said to her in my, my second cup of coffee I had today was milk free and I'm going to try to go 10 days and really, I can't make a full commitment, Emma, to saying no to cheese, but I can start cutting down and I can firstly get rid of the milk and the milky coffees. I can do that. Yeah. And I think that's a good step. And I also think, I mean, different types of dairy, I think, are metabolized differently. Like things like harder cheeses, like, for instance, my niece used to have a dairy allergy and um, when they weaned her back onto dairy, um, they were told to start with really hard cheeses like Parmesan, because apparently that is like the easiest thing to um, digest and stuff. So I think there's obviously like levels of how hard these things are to digest. And obviously I'm not a nutritionist, but um, that was 
it could be that that like maybe just cutting down on milk you might see a huge difference well i immediately then think because you're expecting baby number four congratulations yeah. thank you um what what has it been like what have you always been vegan throughout all of your pregnancies or was this something that came into play no no because you you actually went vegan before the wedding um so yeah it was kind of after my wedding when i cut out the um the dairy and stuff but um then just slowly i just kind of went off um the like all the animal like the meat and the fish and everything um and you know i just slowly went off it and um there were times when like my husband would like order a burger and he'd be like do you want to try it and i'd try a bite and i'd be like yeah still no um, <laughs> and like i just kind of got to the point where i never would think to order it in a restaurant i'd always opt for the plant-based option and you know at home i'm cooking plant-based um as well and my husband and my kids do you know what they are not vegan because i just i mean my husband he can do what he wants that's fine um and my kids i just want them to um have a good relationship with food first and foremost um so i don't want to cut out huge food groups and you know make them go to birthday parties and not be allowed to have the cake or anything like that um but i will educate them on why i am vegan and you know they can kind of make their own um decisions how is that journey for you pregnant? Do you find that it's harder? Do you find nutritional wise, if you're, you feel like you're missing out or anything, are you finding better supplements? Like how are you, um, you know, maintaining, sustaining and hitting all of those milestones throughout your pregnancy? Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm more conscious of things like iron and B12 and stuff like that. Um, just making sure that I'm getting enough. But then actually in all the pregnancy blood tests that I've had, um, I've never had like a low iron count or anything. So I think it's just making sure and being conscious of making, like having replacements for those kind of things and supplementing well and all that kind of stuff. Um, And I try and keep a very, you know, I try and have a lot of fruit and veg and like fresh stuff. And rather than like, I don't like, I'm not really into kind of, the vegan junk, like vegan versions of meat or anything like that. Um, so I try and just get everything that I need from um, like whole foods if I can. I've, I'm, it's, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the restaurant, but we were going to it. It's in Oxford Street and it's like a vegan. Um, and I feel like a famous car driver is like co-owner of it. But isn't like Honest Burger another one too that has like really great vegan options? Or am I wrong? Exactly. They definitely have good options. And there's so many places now. Actually, like eight years ago, when I kind of started cutting out things, the options were so limited. Um, And now it's so much easier. Expensive. Mm. It's like, do you find that the the price point is starting to drop a bit and it's becoming more accessible for vegans? Yeah, I think so. Um, And just more accessible. And there is more, there are more options on the market as well. So, you know, I guess that drives down prices too but um it's definitely it's definitely more accessible and um you know even you like your small supermarket will have loads of vegan options these days whereas before you might have to go to like the big one or it, you'd be in a restaurant it would be like seen as kind of a faff if you were asking for something vegan right. whereas now places are so accommodating as well Right. No, that's amazing. So let's walk through the books because you were you you started this journey, then you launched two books. 
one in 2018, 2019. Uh, yeah, 2019. 2019, there we go. And then 2023. So what was it like for you creating these books, but also being a mom on top of it? How did you juggle all of this? Um, well, yeah, so the first book, I remember I had my daughter and um, I remember going and meeting the literary agent and my daughter was about uh, maybe 18 months or something like that. And the literary agent was like, um, she was like, yeah, we love the idea. We want to pitch it. Um, and then she was like, but just checking, like, you know, are you, what's your plan? Kind of, are you planning on having any more kids soon? Or like, how's this going to work? And I was a bit like, no, nope, just going to take a bit of a break. And obviously then got pregnant when I was, I'd written the first book. Oh, no, wait, I think I was writing the first book. I got pregnant and that was fine because um, I had kind of done the recipe testing bit. So I was just kind of hiding away and doing writing and, you know, that was all that fine. Um, but I remember doing the photos um, when we did the photography just it was like an hour away from my house on the tube and it was like one of those heat like those kind of one of those heat wave weeks heat wave weeks in summer and having to go an hour on the tube in the heat wave feeling so unwell um to the to the book shoots and I was like oh my gosh and I didn't want to tell them because it wasn't 12 weeks yet and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh this is crazy but this is going um, to be a long day yeah um and then um and it was quite funny. It was like every day they would order, um, they'd order like a Pret um, delivery for lunch. And like by the end of that week, I like I still can't go to Pret anymore. Like I felt, I felt so sick of like the same. Ladies like, and gentlemen, this podcast is not sponsored by Pret. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, by the end of that week, I was very much done with Pret. Um, and I think, you know, something just reminds you of a time when you felt really awful, then you like can't um you just can't have it anymore um but then actually I gave birth four days before that book came out um so I remember waddling to the bookshop um with my four-day-old baby and um going and finding it in the bookshop when it was really nice so that was very exciting um it's like baby number two just before yeah. you know instantly exactly have to yeah and then like my my third was born during lockdown and then the f and then I'm trying to think then it was like a year ago or maybe a bit more than a year ago when we um when we signed the contract for the second book um and then got pregnant I'm trying to think when did I get pregnant um it must have I think I must have finished I can't remember now the timing's all so like um, you got a, a baby on the way. It is okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I obviously got pregnant at some point. Um, but yeah, the second book then came out um, in March. So yeah, it's been kind of like baby book, baby book, baby book. Just um, yes. <laughs> well, you've already explained to your husband that in order for you to do book number three, you're going to have to have another baby. Oh no! So. Child number four is officially. Is that it? <laughs> Where is it? We're done. Yeah, We're two done. girls, two boys, and done. Um, so yeah. Well, I want to ask, how did you aim to provide within your two cookbooks? Like, how did you aim to provide like a delicious and nutritionist alternative to these treats? Because uh, your your second book is really based around chocolate treats. 
And your first one is, is it kind of goes in and out of that? Like, can you explain that a little bit more? And like, how do you make this as nutritionist as possible, but taste good? Everyone wants it to taste good, right? Uh, and that's the thing. Um, I wanted it to be something that everyone, not just vegan people would enjoy, especially kids as well, because I get a lot of people buying the books who, um, you know, their mums and they want to create things for their kids that don't have the sugar in, don't have the dairy, don't have the additives, colorings, preservatives, all that jazz. Um, so I get a lot of mums creating things, which means I have a lot of, um, they have a lot of small people eating the things that they make. Um, so I wanted to make sure that it still tastes good for them. So um, yeah, and I try to keep things as simple as possible um, with as few ingredients as possible so that it's, you know, easy and accessible but yeah. then also almost I mean I've got a massive sweet tooth as um, you could probably guess from my two um my two sweet cookbooks but I wanted to take the things that I really enjoyed um you know growing up or just um in life those kind of lovely sweet things and just tweak them to make them kind of fit in with how I live now and and how I wanted to you know enjoy them um so that was it really like, I kind of would think of um something I really liked and then think how can I you know how can I make this my own version of this well how do your cookbooks kind of dispel the misconceptions of veganism because you know I think there is that conception of like oh you're vegan that means you eat paper and cardboard and it doesn't taste yeah. right how are you conveying that and like trying to flip that narrative so that people are not hesitant um well I think it's also just making sure that people I mean making people the the treats themselves they don't look I mean they look good you know they need to look as good as the real thing and they need to look really appetizing and inviting and I think that's kind of half the thing is like making these things and it's the same with Instagram you know when I'm trying to post things on there, trying to make things look um, really, really mouthwatering, like you wouldn't know it was vegan and, you know, you, you kind of wouldn't realise even if you tasted it. What um, is your favourite recipe in your latest book? Oh, that's a tough one. So, um, there, All of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, there's a really delicious um, chocolate chip cookie skillet that... Um, always goes down very well um and also there is a self-sourcing chocolate pudding which is I mean it blows my mind every time it's like how does this how does this do its magic but um those are probably oh, my favorites design. but so like you're making this for the kids and they're like they're not thinking twice about it right yeah I mean that's how I knew when a recipe was kind of book worthy um if the kids were like yep this is good um especially my oldest she's um I don't want to say fussy, but she's um, she's quite specific about what she likes. Um, so you know, if she was if she was if it went down well for her, then I knew it was uh, good for the book. Um, like, and, and I know you mentioned that like you don't push upon them like you need to be vegan and like you have to go that route. But like, are you finding that they are kind of more seventy percent eating vegan or? going that route or is it because you know then there's also not not to say fussy or picky or whatever like that defiant child that would be like whatever they're doing I want to do opposite 
Yeah. I mean, do you know what? I actually think that some of it, they just don't really question. Like, for example, when I go and pick them up from school, um, they always ask me, and I, I bring them every day, I bring them chocolate balls, which is just energy balls. You know, it's dates, it's nuts, it's a bit of cacao, um, you know, some like seeds or whatever, but it's basically an energy ball. And and they're like, every day, have you got chocolate balls for us? And, you know, they don't care like what other, you know, other kids might be having this or that or whatever. They love them and, um, you know, they're homemade and they taste nice and whatever. So things like that, it's just, they're just so used to it. And like, you know, we make them like chocolate milk in the morning, like is what we call it. But, you know, it's basically a smoothie. It's got um, spinach, cacao, like almond milk and like bit of nut butter and banana and all these things that's like really good for them but um yeah they think they're having like chocolate milk or something whereas like you know it's 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 much more than that so some of the stuff I think is just kind of all they know but like not in a bad way you know no I I, I love it. It, it to me it sounds like they have a well a much better diverse palate than a lot of kids right? Because we're kind of like, you know, we're in this fast world and we're always looking for a quick fix. You're at home making, preparing this stuff. Your children are probably preparing with you at times. It's a, a community feeling. It's like that family moment, right? So it just, that feels really warm and inviting. But like a lot of people don't think to like pump the brakes to do something like that. And you, you said the energy balls. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I actually should start making those for my daughter to eat, to get more nutrients in her. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that's really good because say like on the weekend, I'll make a batch, I'll put them in the freezer and then it just means I can grab them. When I'm rushing out to school, I can just grab a couple and um, that's kind of snacks done for the week. Um, but then at the same time, you know, my kids love chips. They love, I mean, fries. Um, they love pizza. They love, you know, and if they, you know, it's not like I give them that for dinner every day or anything but you know they go to parties or they want to get takeaway every so often and it's like that's cool too I think everything in moderation a Nando's Emma they want a Nando's you know what they they nail a Nando's <laughs> they love it <laughs> although last time they had it the um we had real problems because they sent hot chicken instead of plain oh no so, and that hot chicken does not play around it does no. not and I was like I don't want this the kids don't want this um, so yeah, wow. it was very sad. Oh, wow. So <laughs> as you are journeying through and expecting baby number four, how has, how have you changed in terms of your palate and everything? Have you noticed a big difference from baby one to now baby four and how like you need to eat more of this, that, and the other, um, through your vegan lifestyle? Um, so the differences are so funny that, um, I would say, my palate maybe per se hasn't changed so much um I would say the time I have to cook things has now changed a lot so ah. things I mean you know when like however seven eight years ago when I was pregnant I'd be like cooking these lovely you know spending ages making whatever fancy dishes and um all of these things and now I'm like okay I'll just make something really quick and um like what can I do that's easy and healthy so that's definitely changed um and I also find that um what I found from my girl pregnancies is that I just want sweet stuff whereas with my boy pregnancies 
I like couldn't have any sweet stuff, which was kind of hard when I was running like a sweet, a sweet um, food business. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely kind of been up and down. Um, and um, I think, I guess when this baby comes, I'll probably have even less time. But I guess it's a lot about being prepared. And now it's things like using my slow cooker where I can and like chucking things in there early in the day making like a chili or something that's done by the evening um so yeah it's definitely definitely changed in that respect well what is I I, I have to ask it, it it would be rude not to because you are an entrepreneur because you would not be on baby number four and still be you know going on with books and and all of that what is in the pipeline for you what what are your next hopes and dreams as the business side um, to develop further I've just you know what I've got so many ideas so many different ideas um and it's one of these things where I kind of need to just take a step back and like kind of just enjoy the baby before I get too carried away um I'd love to do another book I especially feel a bit guilty because this book I've dedicated to um the three children um as obviously I wrote it before the fourth one came along and I also just I feel a bit I would feel a bit weird dedicating like I don't like to tempt like count my chickens or whatever so I feel like maybe I need to do another book so I can dedicate this to the last baby um but yeah I mean it's so hard to say I love I mean I I kind of love doing what I'm doing at the moment but who knows like what other projects might pop up and there's so many different directions I kind of feel like um there's I've done I've done a lot of brand work in the past like with different brands and stuff um that's always really fun but um I think at the current like in the current climate brands are kind of stepping a bit away from that kind of stuff because of like budgets and stuff but then I feel like that opens doors to like you know what else could I do um and um I mean there's I've just got, I've got like a whole notepad of ideas so I think once I'm kind of settled I think in September once I'll have two kids in school and one kid in nursery um and a little baby so maybe I'll have a bit more time to kind of uh have a think about which of those things should I try next it's okay you're gonna be writing book number three it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine <laughs> you, got you got this and I will be cheering you from Uganda please pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy what do you know about yourself now as a mom that's like you know what I need to like share this tip or this is this is a hack that gets me through the day what is it that you know now that you would love to share um as a mum so I think definitely um what I've learned is that often when the kids are having a tantrum or upset about something the thing that the thing that it seems they're upset about is not the thing and I've learned so many I've just seen it so many times that when they're upset about something which seems so trivial or so little it's just that they are processing so much bigger stuff they're processing these huge emotions they're processing big changes they're processing loads of other stuff and the way it comes out is just getting projected onto little things and that learning that has kind of really made me feel I mean it's kind of helped my patience in so many ways because then sometimes when Word. one of them has a tantrum about you know the way I've cut up their apple or or something like that you just think like okay step back because this is probably not the thing um and that's probably I, I off the top of my head I think that's something I um would really 
say is a good thing to think about to pass on. Oh, well, thank you. Well, Emma, thank you so much for your time, your words of wisdom. Everyone go to the show notes to find out more details about thank Emma's so cookbooks. They're awesome. Um, you have a beautiful day. It was so nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. It was amazing. So thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yeah. Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia.